eventually I'm at where I'm at now, where it's kind of like I have things I want to say that no one else is saying, and I'm just like, maybe they'll get mad. Do I really care though? No. <laughs> and I just upload the video anyway. So like. AOA, that's a triple play. New episodes of Kim Way. Yeah. Open your mind at the first gate. Press play, no need to debate. AOA, check me out. Look. Clocked in, you could catch the hype. Golden Dawn, how we follow the light. Anime like life. Uh, married to it, my wife. What is going on, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, people of all ages? Welcome back to the AOA show. I am your host, as always, Ian, along with my boys, Isaiah. Yo, what's up? And Gavin. What's good with it? And today we have a very special guest. You might have seen him on YouTube before in the AnyTube sphere. He reviews things like Nijigaku, Rent-A-Girlfriend, is a huge Bleach fan, and does other sorts of edits. Um, his name is What the What? And it's very important to get the A and the U not mixed up, which I did numerous times <laughs> during it um but anyway my friend what is going on we're happy to have you here how you doing you're talking about <laughs> what do you mean your podcast? i don't know <laughs> what do you mean what hey do how's you it mean? going man <laughs> good how you doing brother how you been i'm doing fine how about you i'm good man i'm good i'm glad to have you here i um right off the rip i need you to convince me to watch rent a girlfriend what is what is your pitch besides the video i've seen um because i that was one that i enjoyed uh, pretty good. It said the harems are good was uh, was on the thumbnail there. And you kind of went into how the, you know, harem genre kind of gets a lot of different stereotypical negatives put against it, um, which is, you know, something that I was interested in because and not that, you know, I'm, I'm knocking in any way, shape or form, but harem isn't generally something that I gravitated towards. So why why is this one different or is it that I'm just misrepresenting? I'm misinterpreting all of these. So in that video where I talk for Rent a Girlfriend, I actually kind of talk about like I use Rent a Girlfriend as like a jumping off point to explain what different harem series are doing and why people kind of misconstrue that. Uh, you asked me why I should why you should watch Rent a Girlfriend. Uh, don't watch it. You should read it because the manga is better. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, no, um, yeah. Um, Rent a Girlfriend, in terms of how different it is from he other harems, I don't consider it that different from other ones like Nisekoi, um, Quintessential Quintuplets, uh, you know, where the world God only knows. A lot of them have different, like, their subject matters are different, but Rent a Girlfriend is doing what a lot of those ones do pretty well. I think the biggest issue with Rent a Girlfriend in particular is that the first season, because of the way, like I say in the video, the, the first season, because of the what it's covering in the story um, and why and where it has to go, it you kind of have to deal with a lot of cringe because you have to watch the main character be a be a be a virgin Redditor before he becomes a Chad. So <laughs> that's kind of what you have to put up with. So, yeah, that's it's not so it's not so much that Renner Girlfriend's different, but more so that's doing what the harem genre does well. Okay. Yeah. Cause I was going to say, I mean, from my experience, you know, or the lack thereof, um, I've always seen, I, I've seen, like, I've seen that that is generally the trend and correct me if I'm wrong here, that it generally goes from like the Redditor, as you put it, you know what I mean? Into that Chad role. So would you like, are there a good amount of ones where they kind of break the mold on something like that? Or if they, you know, I know you said that rent a girlfriend does it well, right? It takes the same formula and it, it does it well. Um, would you kind of theoretically have to go through that cringe on every harem though at that rate? Not really. So, um, because Ren a girlfriend has to do with that aspect of, you know, growing up and like the fact that Kazuya as a character, like views himself as doing nothing in his life. He, he, that, that kind of has to have him start off as being uncomfortably cringe in that kind of way. I get why people don't like like it at first because it takes a while for him to finally just snap out of him and be a man. But it's not the case with a lot of them. So, for example, my favorite manga of all time is actually Nisekoi, and I've actually made two videos on Nisekoi, kind of because I think it's probably the best at what it does. Nisekoi, and like Rock, Raku is a character that a lot of people don't seem to really get, and they view him as like like a audience surrogate type of character but raku is kind of this character who is ch is um 
his function in the story is to change all the girls around him and as he like learns more about like what he does and doesn't want in a relationship he eventually himself changes and figures out what he himself wants so that cringe aspect is not unique to rent a girlfriend but it's something that rent a girlfriend has to have so for nisekoi it doesn't have that kind of cringe um neither does the world god only knows rosario vampires manga is also one where i i'd have to reread it but i don't remember it having that kind of cringe as being part of it rosario vampire as i mentioned in my video is actually interesting because the anime the way it adapted it turns it into almost like a to love like like a etchy harem series where if you read the manga Rosario Vampire is just straight up a shown in action series that happens to have a harem. Perfect. Isaiah, I saw you shaking your head in agreement a lot over here. Tell me, what's on your mind? <laughs> uh, just that I agree with a lot of the points that he's made. Um, he listed off some good anime and manga and, and has good points. They don't all, you know, have, you know, insert same kind of, you know, harem protagonist who's like cringy and kind of hard to look at or, or watch or whatever. Um, and then grows into, you know, a chat or a, a cool or good character. Um, some of the, you know, it depends on the story, like you said. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because I, I think I need, like, you know, I guess, I guess if you were to recommend, well, you already recommended your, uh, you know, your your favorite story, and then you were saying to to read Rent a Girlfriend as well. Um, but do you, and then you you also referred to Rent a Girlfriend as like a good jumping off point. Would you say that like if you were to recommend, if you were to try and get someone into this genre? that was maybe hesitant, they were skeptical, right? Yeah, so, so for example, me. Like I, <laughs> okay, let it I, rip, hard, uh, so, so this is a perfect example. So me with cringe, it's like, if it's too cringy, dude, I just, I've tried, I can't take it, and I can't handle it. So if I were to ask a question, I guess, good jumping off point, and not only that, would you say that inherently would manga be less cringy in return watching an anime, you know, because you're not physically hearing it or like seeing sure, the cringe sure. animated compared to reading it in manga. And this is my ignorance speaking. Cause I don't know. I haven't tried reading it, so I have no clue. Mm. And that's why I'm asking. Cause I know in some of the animes that I've watched, it's like just in the conversation, bro, like my knees hurt, like my heart hurts. <laughs> I'm just like, Oh, you know? And it's like, I can see where, all right, it, it, it builds on you for a little bit. Like my biggest one, like thinking of is like food wars. Like that for me was like a shock. I was like, whoa, what is going on? But then again, like, I was like, all right, I'm going to actually give it a shot, go through it, and I got used to it as I continued the story. So I'm wondering if it's, like, that same sort of deal where it's, like, the more the more you almost put up with it, in a sense, if you're not used to it, the more accustomed you become as you're following with the story, and then it kind of becomes almost like, you know, a background thing where you're just used to, I guess, is my question to you. I tend to lean more towards like when I when I compare anime to manga. Manga usually becomes easier for me because um put it this way, Rent a Girlfriend's art Rent a Girlfriend's anime season covers about I believe a little under fifty episodes, fifty chapters of the manga. And um I actually I actually watched the reason why I watched the show to begin with was because we were we cover it on our seasonal um episodes for my podcast, The Weeb Club. And we would like discuss each episode that came out week to week. And I actually was not feeling it for the first three episodes because um, it does because it has to deal with a lot of that cringe, and because the way it's adapted has to go through it as slowly as it does. I kind of just turn my I like shut down and go like make it stop. But that's compared to forty chapters of manga that I can um that I can read. So. A good way to put this is Bleach has about over 600 chapters, right? Mm -hmm. mm. I read that in a week, so or like three days. So that that's makes it a lot easier for me to like re read. It's, you're, it's just way faster for you to yeah. read through a manga than it is to watch an anime. Yeah, for sure. Speaking of Bleach, you know, now that you bring it up, um, Bleach seems to have a, a big impact on your channel, and I would assume on you, being that one of the videos you have is. Um, this anime changed my life. I'll never stop loving Bleach. <laughs> so I have to ask you, why Bleach? Um, and do you think that Bleach was one of the major catalysts in you starting your channel or your journey with anime? Uh, you even have a video that responds to Super Eye Patch Wolf about the quote-unquote fall of Bleach um, and four years later. And now that we have kind of the resurrection of Bleach coming up with its continuation and we also have spinoffs like Burn the Witch, I'm curious to hear your thoughts on the anime that you seem to hold very near and dear. 
So Bleach, I actually started watching around like around the time when people were uploading full like three part episode rips on YouTube. <laughs> like that's how long Little ago things. I was watching Bleach. <laughs> Like when they had like the straight up like English like translations like on the top <laughs> and stuff yeah. like that. That's what I got into, and yeah. So Ble- Bleach is probably like the first anime that I that I, I ever recognized as anime. If that makes sense, because I actually got like roped into it by my older sister, who was a bigger anime fan than I was back when I was like ten. But before that, of course, I would watch things like Pokemon, Inuyasha, Sailor Moon, uh, because you know. That's what happens when you're Asian. You kind of just that just kind of happens. Um, but yeah, Bleach is just kind. Of, Bleach was just the first show that I ever recognized as being anime. Like, and in that in that video where um, why I'll never stop loving Bleach, it's I talk I kind of talk about where like Bleach as an as a manga because as an anime, sorry, as an anime, it has a lot of that style, a lot of that cool, a lot of the fact that. Bleach inherently takes place in what is considered like definitively our real like a, your real life as a from the from this point of view of this one normal kid just like everybody else and then he's thrust into like this like different this world of like like soul reapers and hollows that's kind of like a lot of these things like much like melded together and kind of like created something that like impacted me at that time um and for and like even though like even there was like a couple like a period for a while where i kind of fell off mainly and it has to do with like bleach's anime adaptation kind of kind of um kind of not good in retrospect it's it's hard to do taikubo's art justice so and especially the fact that like there's just a hundred chapter over a hundred episodes of filler that are probably some of the worst filler in any anime ever that that kind of de- would derail anybody watching it for that long of a time. So I didn't really ever finish Bleach's anime until Bleach's anime ended. So, but I always like kept it in the back of my mind Bleach and everything that was like cool about it. So that's basically it. It's just Ble- Bleach in particular always has this like influence on me that never went away because it was just it was just so different and so so specifically geared for things that I would be appealed to at that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause it seems that, you know, whether, you know, the anime did it justice or not and all that kind of thing, you know, based off of some of the content that you create, it seems like there's this, I don't know if my phrasing is right here, but like this nostalgic and profound feel that this story has had on you in some way, shape or form. And correct me if I'm wrong, you know, due to the videos and due to the responses, right? Like, um, I mean, also, you know, there's Super Eye Patch Wolf in that one in particular. So there is the uh, inherent value of, of maybe drawing more eyes to the video being that, you know, that is a that is a larger uh, anti-tuber in the grand scheme of things as well. Um, but, you know, I find that interesting in terms of like, you know, what is what is wrong? Can I admit what is potentially wrong with this? What is right? Why do I love it, though? Right. Like what what are the standout qualities of this story that make it worth reading it worth watching it worth understanding taking taking a deeper look you know um i have to say too i i mean i wanted to get more into your video about um uh if i'm not mistaken the name of it was uh, i don't like anytube um i was talking to you with this on the on on the phone um before we had you know before we went live here and uh i had to say like i loved the editing style of that video um it was almost like a documentary type feel to it just like the 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 edits and the cuts and all that kind of thing that came together that literally made it feel like a story a documentary you know what i mean like of your journey through it so i i kind of i have you know question slash comment and i'm curious to you know hear your thoughts and pick your brain on it a little bit you seem in the beginning of your anytube youtube career um, to kind of be steeped in what, at least from what the documentary, I'll call it, um, is like more of the negative aspect of of AnyTube. And again, you could correct me if I'm wrong in any of my assumptions here or word it in the way you see fit. Um, but it, you know, a lot of the video goes through your personal growth, you know, in becoming 
um, you know, more positive light and not even really at the end enjoying like everything that Annie has to offer, but being so passionate about the subject of anime and everything like that, that in spite of all of the wrongs that it has, you were still willing to, you know, go forward and pursue it and all that kind of thing. And um, so I wanted to hear, you know, your story on that for the, for anyone who is not familiar with you or your channel, maybe is coming um, from our channel and wants to, you know, know you on a more personable level or people that maybe had never gotten the story from the horse's mouth as it were. And then after that, I, I was curious kind of as a follow-up question, cause I, I kind of feel like it relates some of your videos. And I mean, you know, there is a, there can be a span of time in which you, you post. So I'm assuming a lot changes obviously from week to week, from month to month, from year to year, obviously. Um, but there are a lot of, um, you know, controversial statements or topics that are talked about in your videos, right? That would, you know, heat up some people, um, for lack of a better term, right? They might be ready to come at your, your video like that. And I'm curious again, after all that personal growth and things like that, what your, reasonings are for, you know, dabbling in that. If you feel it's like, this is how strong I feel about it. I have to say something. Or if it's like, you know, I know this is going to start an interesting conversation just in general. So I want to bring people to that. I know that was a mouthful. um, So if you need me to repeat it, but I, you know, kind of in the same light, I was wondering first to get your story on, you know, your, your documentary as it were. Like Andy tube actually came out at an interesting time. Um, I did actually have an issue with some people when they like a lot of people in AniTube for some reason have this idea that the reason that video was made was obviously to start drama in the community. That's not really true. I actually when I was making that video, I had just come off of the heel because I went through this weird journey in the time that I've been on YouTube because when I first started out, for some reason, I thought that making anime reviews was the move. It wasn't because nobody watched my shit and it was kind of like. It was kind... They were not good. Those videos were not good. For some reason, some people in my comments, like, enjoyed them, but I every, every time I look back on them now, I can't sit through more than, like, five minutes of it without wanting to die. And <laughs> and so, like, there was a period of time where, like, I just struggled to make video reviews because I couldn't... I wasn't... I had this idea that, like, oh, I have to be fair. I have to be balanced. I have to acknowledge flaws where if if people think they're there, I have to, you know, uh, be positive about uh, some shows that I don't like. And it was, like, soul-crushing. It was, like, making videos that I didn't want to make. And I guess that sort of negativity and then on top of that, watching my videos not do well kind of, like, festered inside to the point where, like, um, and on top of, you know, YouTube constantly taking down my videos for copyright. Um, <laughs> uh, there is a there is a certain video that was uploaded by a YouTube user at the time. She's a she's trans now, but her, there, his username was Digibro. Uh, <laughs> Digibro uploaded a video called Just Shit Talking Anime YouTubers for 30 Minutes. Oh, God, what have I done? And it was this video that like blew up in AniTube like like did you like dropped a bomb on all of on all of AniTube, just calling out all the big people, starting fights, you know, because of course Digi was one of my biggest influences when it came to AniTube. and I sort of, and for a while I had already been sort of not looking at Digi in a positive light, and that video kind of just shot off like every single negative thought that I had, and like made me realize that oh yeah no, uh he he's a fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> so then i basically for a straight two years went after this man i i got for a while i was known as that guy who made how digibrony mlp saved the entire anime community which was this series of videos where point by point i broke down digi's hypocrisy and everything that he was saying that was wrong and that like got me mixed up in this crowd of unfortunately drama youtubers that like were backing me for a while there was this period where I don't know if this is true, but they sort of almost viewed me as like, oh, that's that's the little guy fighting against the big guy. And I, I guess I listened to them for a while. And, you know, same cycle happened. It was soul crushing. It was pain. It was like nothing. Like, it took me like seven months to make part three of that series. Where I, Part three where I just decided it wasn't worth it to do this anymore. I'm tired of it. It's, it's, it's dumb. Because I had already gone in like so much drama with all these other like, other, like other people, Digi and Digi and the PCP and like the pedantic romantic were already fighting against me. That was painful. Um, and then on top of that, I also decided 
against my better judgment to start not really uh, to start a fight with uh seth the programmer and his and his buddies set the programmer who um i edit videos for now but <laughs> and <laughs> yeah um i made a basically the set the programmer one's interesting because the reason why i had a fight with him was because i would i'd like been subbed to him for like a year and then he said that he was like calling out like the like the anti-power scaling community and seth's videos don't real back then didn't really get across his points very well because they were unscripted discord calls that he would just record and then place like footage where there were like obnoxious sound effects over everything and it was it made it worse and i kind of like basically if you if you watch the video where i did kind of go after him and his buddies it was real it was really me only going after swag hage and chuck the, chuck the cybercuck and just kind of saying that seth your videos they're edited not very well your audio quality sucks you should script your videos which you know funnily enough after that video of after that video went up he scripted his videos and his editing got better so you know <laughs> yeah he so just goes you're welcome <laughs> well i mean like i mean like it's for the better because seth's honest seth honestly makes some of the better content out there right now he has a video that i edited called the strength of son goku where he, it's probably one of the only good character breakdowns of son goku out there which you know it's he's like i so I don't really, I don't want to be the, I don't want to be a funny, funny. I did that, but more so just like, you know, it was just, I was basically just kind of wasting my time just like going after these people. And then when I made, I don't like anti, I need to, when I think it was like 2018, it was like this moment where I was just like, I'm done. I'm tired. I don't want to do this anymore. I want to just kind of get my thoughts out there. And I was like talking with my friend group for like months and I was for like a month. And I was like, should I make this video? I don't know if I should make this video because I already have this reputation and they're all just going to come after me if I make this. And they were like, no, you have to make it. You have to make it. And I was like, fine. And I uploaded it. And if you look in the comments, you got Giga, Glass Reflection, um, all these other bigger Yanny tubers are like sympathizing with that same journey. Granted, the video is still outdated because in the video I sort of came to this conclusion that like, oh, I should be more positive. Created the opposite effect. I had a bunch of people who were like, um, who kind of just wanted to be be near me because I was talking to bigger YouTubers now, and you know, I was, and they were, and they would just. Positivity is kind of a shithole because then you end up with more surprisingly more negative people than you would if you were just making drama because a lot of the people who who spout quote unquote positivity don't actually want positivity they just you know they just don't want to be criticized so I ended up with a lot of those people eventually I'm at where I'm at now where it's kind of like I have things I want to say that no one else is saying and I'm just like maybe they'll get mad do I really care though? No. <laughs> and I just upload the video anyway. So like there's there's videos I make. Like there's one I I'm titled Kirito is a good character actually because me and my me and, me and my group of friends on the Weeb Club have been rewatching Sword Art Online and have noticed certain things that you know a lot of people in the anime community don't seem to like agree on mainly because um, a certain video by a certain uh, My Little Pony YouTuber named Digibro came out where he basically just ripped the show a new asshole and then everybody jumped on that trend. But as you can see from like recent years, the season's allicization of War of Underworld has start had me being people like come around to the series. And then when you watch the show in retrospect, you realize that, oh, everyone was just being dumb about it like they usually do. <laughs> and that's just kind of like a lot of my channel where it's like, if nobody else is saying this, everybody's being super negative about these things. Everybody's shitting on Bleach. Everybody's shitting on Nisekoi. Everybody's shitting on Sword Art Online. I don't care. I'll do it. If they get mad at me, who who cares? They're gonna they're gonna click on the video anyway. So is that like kind of you know more of your philosophy going into it now? I would assume. Um, you know, I, I have to say, there's definitely there's got to be a part that you know you find to be a little fun about it, right? Like you wouldn't be doing this like you, you know, you like you do if there wasn't like kind of a part of you that kind of like starting shit a little. Am I wrong? I mean, everybody has that. If anybody denies that, this again, that's why that's why I kind of say positivity is kind of a shithole because anybody who says that they don't like drama they're kind of just lying to themselves because they 
Because I, because you know, everybody's talking about the elections going on right now. If you didn't care, you wouldn't even like pay attention. You wouldn't even look around. It's kind of like that. When I say I don't like drama, it's more so that like I don't like making entire campaigns to go after people, like most people do. That's what I mean. I don't like going out of my way to start fights for no reason, unless they're like, unless I've been prompted to. It's that's basically what it means now. I'm just kind of like negativity happens fights happen you know i i just can't control it and i'm just gonna if it happens it happens you know mm. yeah i feel like it's more the vibe of you're gonna do what you want to do and say what you want to say and if people are gonna get up in arms about it and freak out you're kind of just gonna kick back eat some popcorn and be like well you guys are just being idiots because i'm just speaking my mind and it is what it is is i'm getting that kind of vibe with what you're saying am i wrong yeah no, that's exactly it i just don't care i just can't be bothered to care anymore it's it's I spent so long caring about it that now when I look back at the things I did, I'm like, I, I don't I don't care. I just got gonna... well, there's also this thing of like, I mean, you know, you could go on any section of uh, Twitter, right? When especially when we're talking about anime fans where like there's this almost sect of people that like specifically love to hate on things or right or like or like get their definitely from hating on things right like it's popular to hate on bleach or it's popular to hate on naruto or it's popular to hate on x anime um without actually taking a step back and it sort of you know delves into that dangerous territory of like the loudest people sound right or or most people think that you know x or y or z person is right because they're screaming the loudest when it's like if you take a step back and actually listen to what these people are saying it's like Wait a minute, nobody here is actually making any claims or any sense. You're all just yelling about something to yell about it. Yeah, no. Um my fr- my my buddy Vindy, um everybody sub to Vindy is um he he has this he has this video he called he has out called The Curse of Popularity, where it's like by virtue of things being popular, people then like have this idea that oh, if it's popular, then I'm then it there must then it must be bad, right? Because, you know, if everybody likes it, then there must be something bad about it. Like, for example, My Hero Academia. My Hero Academia is easily one of the most popular anime in the past decade. And it has some of the worst discourse I've ever seen in my life. It is so bad. Mainly from people who just either don't pay attention to the show or want the show to be something that it's not. In my little circle of friends and, like, YouTubers that we we kind of try to, like, we value this idea of, like, not trying to imagine the media as what we think it should be, but rather try as hard our hardest to like just look at the media and figure out what it's trying to say. And that's why like I kind of don't vibe with this idea of like, oh, Deku shouldn't have been the main character. Deku shouldn't have had powers and should have been Batman. Which is why that that last that second one is really funny to me because there's a lot of those like those tweets of just like Deku versus quirkless desk Deku versus muscular. It's just a tiny kid being flung across the room and all his bones <laughs> broken. Because that's what would happen. Because the world of My Hero Academia has already shown you that if you have no powers, you will die. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they even say it, they kind of allude to that, right? In the one of the first episodes when uh, Deku says to All Might, he's like, "Hey, can I can I do this? You know, like could I be a hero without it?" And All Might looks at him like. Should I tell him? <laughs> you know, like he doesn't want to. All my looks at me is like, oh no, we have another, we have another, um, uh, we have another ragdoll coming in. You know, that's <laughs> yeah, rough. No, no, but that's what it. A lot of it is like, it's a lot of discourse, especially on the side of like, like, sh- like battle shonen and shonen in general, where like these shows that people watched as kids, but don't like when they watch them now, they don't really like. Nostalgia is kind of like a double-edged sword where it's like nostalgia can make people fond for things, but can also make them like look at things in a way that the story is never intended to be. Like there's the funny meme of Naruto is a story about hard work beats talent. And that's the only thing Naruto could ever be. And it's like, well, let's remember that Naruto in the very first episode masters a like a like a S rank jutsu that nobody else can master. If the story was about hard work beats talent, I don't know why they would let him master one of the most overpowered jutsus of all time in the first episode. I don't, if if the story was about hard work beats talent, then why did Gara lose to Rock? Why did Rock Lee lose to Gara? It's like a lot of that where it's like if you look at the overall scope of things, 
sure, hard work beats talent is a theme. It is a theme. It's kind of a theme with most stories about martial arts because inherently martial arts stories and fighting have to have the characters work hard. But Naruto and a lot of other shonen series have other things that they're trying to do. And most people don't pay attention to that and will only single-mindedly focus on the one thing they really attach to. Like, for example, there's the funny meme of Bleach peaked at Soul Society. And then when you look at the discourse surrounding Bleach, it doesn't make sense because then they go, a wrong car is bad because it's just a ripoff of Soul Society. And then you're like, okay, what about Fullbring, the one arc that's not like Soul Society? And then they go, oh, Fullbring's bad because it's not like Soul Society. <laughs> and then like, what do you want? <laughs> I want to be unhappy. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, I think, no, dude. Honestly, like, not even jokes aside, I, I think that is something about like people. Oh, yeah, I was serious. No, yeah, I know. Like people, people find problems, right? Like we're it's kind of going back to our, you know, our conversation about kind of enjoying a little bit of the drama, at least in small spurts, and some people enjoy reveling in it more than others. Um, but there is something to be said about people in search of problems, right? When they have none to 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 have, right? Um, when they go on social media and it's like, hey, somebody slightly disagrees with what I have, you know, and it's like, okay, you could leave that alone, but it's like, well, I got nothing better to do, right? And it's like, I feel like that's an issue. And I feel like another thing, you know, in terms of like why these these um, these conversations happen and, and unfortunately in the negative from time to time is for things like that and also for people not knowing what they want, which is something that you said um, where it's like, okay, well, it just needed to be like this or like that. And I think at the end of the day, there's just a lot of people out there, that out there that are like, that could probably chalk that up to just, it's not my taste, you know, and like, leave it at that. Right. But it's like, no, 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 no. They needed to do this, that, and the third differently. And like, let's not be, you know, let's not lie to ourselves. There are some stories out there, manga, anime, whatever, that are bad, right? They're just like, just not well-written or they're just not well adapted. And, and, you know, a lot of people could come and agree on those sorts of things. Um, but when it comes to like the middle of the road shows or like the ones where it could kind of, kind of lean this way or that, um, you know, a lot of it is personal preference at the end of the day. And it's like, all right, you know, if it's not your cup of tea, then so be it. But like, you don't have to go that hard into trying to critique it down to the last minute detail over that, you know? Um, and then thirdly, I think it, it's not like you were saying with the Naruto thing. I think a lot of people look at certain shows kind of piggybacking off the second point there that I just made. People look at things in a very black and white style of way or very narrow um, in that, okay, the example you brought up with Naruto where it's like Naruto is a show about hard work. Done deal. You know what I mean? Like that's it. Cherry on top. We're done. This conversation's finished. And I think that's something that, um, you know, a lot of people get tripped up on too is that they – focus in on one aspect of a very multi-layered show, right? If we're using Naruto as an example or whatever else, take your pick, you know? So it's just kind of finding time to pick those battles and if those battles are worth it, but. You know how many problems could be solved if just so many people just sat there and then just admitted that, I don't like this. This doesn't appeal to me. So many arguments could be ended. We could, and so much slander could be avoided if somebody could just look at the thing and go like, "I don't like that," and then that'd be it. Because I, I think I say this to people where it's like they don't understand like, like that concept of subjectivity versus objectivity is kind of like an ongoing argument because people view objectivity as like you're factually wrong or you're factually right. Where objectivity is more so, it just means like, so you guys know the difference between a law and a theory, right? Um, a th a theory can be disproven, but both of those things are still objective. It's just that one of them can be disproven and one of them can't. So, like, I don't... So, like, um, the way I kind of view it is, like, if somebody says they don't like something and that's all they say about it, I'm like, okay, what am I supposed to do? Break into your house and force <laughs> you to like it? What, what do you want? Like, but if somebody says something like, oh... Uh, Bleach abandoned its theme of grief, I'm gonna be like, no... It it didn't, because if you look at this chapter, it's at the point now where I feel like a lot of people just, it's like, internet criticism have has forced people to believe that even if they like something, they have to find something wrong or they're not being quote-unquote fair. The When the bottom line is, if you don't find anything wrong, it's really just because nothing about it bothered you enough for you to view it as being wrong. Like... Again, like, 
really that's it i mean you can still have the arguments and that's just the nature of discourse itself but it's not like you're it's okay it's it's kind of like if i don't like for example a sh um seven deadly sins which i don't and somebody else does and then and they they view something as a as a positive and i don't what am i supposed to do force them like into submission until they change their worldview I, at the end of the day there's nothing i can do because even though i can have all the points i want if they don't like it i mean if they like it still and i don't there's nothing i can do about that but there's just so many people in the who view themselves as internet critics because they they make reviews on my anime list and like it's there was this tweet going around by this anti twitter user that said something some shithole thing like oh you know some mangaka are actually just secret like accidental geniuses and they don't understand the appeal of their own works and i was like and my, i was sitting there and i was thinking and i was like the first thing this man's going to mention is naruto lo and behold the first reply to that tweet was him mentioning naruto and how masashi kishimoto didn't understand the appeal of his own series because haha they have giant spirit gundam fights and i go okay <laughs> okay calm down man you know <laughs> just I'm pretty sure the one per one person who understands Naruto the best is the man who wrote it. Like, don't. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're but that's absolutely what it... right. Yeah. But that's what these p internet critics think. They think like I'm above the media that I consume, and I'm like, the average mangaka who's worked his entire life to make this story that he has put all this effort week after week grinding to make is probably making something honestly more worthwhile than you making a 20-minute review thread on Twitter, if I'm being completely honest. Like, that's just the truth. Like, I can make these analysis videos that I make all day, but I'm not going to say that I understand the work better than Tight Kubo. Tight Kubo is still the... I'm, 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 like, making these videos to show people how, how much work and effort and meaning Taikuba put into the story, right? That's all I'm doing. At the end of the day, Taikuba still put more work than I did, and at least in my point of view. Mm. Yeah, I, yeah, 100%, man. I think it's like there's a certain ceiling you hit, right, when it's like, okay, you know, using Naruto as the example, it's like, this is the ceiling, right? This is where the guy made it. You know what I mean? Like, you can't, you can't break it. It's not a glass ceiling, right? Like, it's steel bar, dude. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you, at that point, you're just putting you know, words, and, and again, they're, like, kind of just molding it into their preferred style, and, and I think it's funny, before that, you say that a lot of um, conversations could be straight up avoided if people were just more honest with the fact that it's, like, I don't like it, and I think it also goes on the reverse, too, for people that do really like something, and instead of trying to force it so hard when somebody maybe does say that, being like, okay, that's fine, I like it, you don't, done deal, and I think a lot of people push back, right? I think it's like this, this, they're catalysts for each other because the people that maybe were inclined to just be like, you know what? It's not for me. Right. Are then bombarded sometimes by some of the people that are like, no, 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 no. You just don't get why it's good. Let me explain to you why, you know what I mean? Like why this needs to be one of your favorite things ever. And like that kind of provides this ammunition or this incentive for those people that maybe weren't going to push back as hard initially to now feel compelled to push back because it's like, their ideals and, you know, their tastes and their ego is being uh, bruised at that at that rate. So I think it's funny how that could be something, you know, like on both sides. And it's difficult, but I think people on both sides of it, if you really love something or you really don't like something, learning how to, you know, let it be let it be what it is unless somebody's you know on the fence and gavin's shaking his head at me right now like hell no what do you no, think no, no. gavin all, all you need is a bottle of glue um you a, a blanket chainsaw blade and a bottle of bleach and dude you could change anybody's mind give me five <laughs> minutes dude we'll be fine I'm telling you it works every time wonders yeah wonders. gavin's you also told me just having to read chainsaw man and bleach is that what you're talking about <laughs> damn it dude you're already on yeah. me, but you know it, i gotta say it is inspiration for this week it is inspiration <laughs> Chainsaw Man, you've been you've been messing with, right? I haven't, dude. Chainsaw Man's pretty fire, I gotta say. And if you don't agree, then I will apply everything that I just took and use it on you. <laughs> Glad you learned from this conversation, yeah, know, right? No, no, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. What but, do you um, say? What the what you want to go at his throat? <laughs> so 
Yeah, no, my friend's gotten into Chainsaw Man. I haven't read Chainsaw Man yet. I need to. Mm. There's just a lot of manga that I have to go out and read right now because it's just too much. Too much. My backlog is like a thousand entries deep, so I don't like. I'm not getting to a lot of things anytime soon. Such as every anti-tuber, I feel, or just in general, it's like we say this all the time, like broken records, but it's funny too voice our complaint to someone who's also in the same field as it were because generally speaking y'all can relate where it's like once you take the position of i'm going to enmesh myself in this community the more than just a consumer but a creator it's like your actual time to then consume like whatever it is anime or read like gets so cut down because of like all the pressures of of making whatever content that you are i don't know if you've ever experienced that but i would assume if you say you have a backlog of uh, log of a thousand things then you may be on at least a small level yeah so it's interesting the way i kind of view things is because like at least in my my case and a lot of the people that i make videos and talk discuss them with is that like Funnily enough, you say, like, it's interesting that, um, uh, you, you keep, you guys keep mentioning that, like, I'm part, like, the, like, the, me is part of Annie 2. Lately, in, like, the past year, even though, like, I guess, tactic, like, I've, I feel like kind of, like, I've always felt kind of disconnected from Annie 2 as a whole, mainly because, like, a lot of the things I feel like I do are kind of antithetical to a lot of anti-tubers. Like, so, for example, I would never make a video on, like, Evangelion's, like, a lot of anti-tubers, what they'll do is they'll make a video on, like, a series, and then they'll just proclaim that this series is, like, inspired by or is similar to these things. Um, which, you know, oftentimes they're wrong. Like, there's, there's people who say that, Evan, like, you know, a lot of shows are, you know, inspired by Evangelion, when Evangelion's actually inspired by, um, Ultraman... Um, you know, Gunbuster before it, a lot of different sci-fi series because Hideaki Yano and the staff at Gainax are otaku. They they were otaku and they made their they made Gainax because they were otaku and wanted to make anime of their own. Like I when I when I make a video about a series, I then go and like watch any like watch something to like. Um, when I watched when I made a video on Megalobox and when I criticized Megalobox for what it was doing. I then went and read the entirety of Ashitino Joe to then compare what what each one was doing. So like I kind of I don't like I, a lot of things I watch are for the sake of like b- backing up arguments for things. I'll never make a video on like how this Common Rider series is the best Common Rider series if I don't v- watch every like at least a sizable amount to then like back up my claims for that. A lot of any tubers kind of just don't back up their claims. I think Pause and Select. Um, if you guys have heard of Pause and Select, he made like he makes like a lot of videos on isekai and stuff like that. He kind of has this meme where he says like, "Where there's like nope, where's the fucking source? Where's your where's your goddamn source?" Right? Where people will just make a claim like you know, oh, bleach um you know bleach um <laughs> got canceled. And I'm like, okay, where's your source for that? Because I have a source that literally says otherwise, but from Taikubo's mouth himself. But if you're just going to claim that, go ahead. You know, it's... And I don't think any tubers understand the impact that their content may potentially have. Um, Super Eyepatch Wolf is a really cool guy. Um, John John's really cool. I met him at AX, and we're... I'm, we I, we were actually supposed on that stream you guys saw that video I was actually supposed to have him on there. He's kind of told me that he's not comfortable talking about bleach anymore, especially after making that video because he got a lot of hate for it. Mm. But um, he, I feel like he's way better at explaining why things are good than explaining why things are bad. Because when he explains why things are good, he gets into all the nitty gritty details, the history of all the things that make it good. But when he talks about things that are bad. Like he he'll like say things like bleach, you know, um, the 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 table of contents determined, you know, bleach's popularity, which isn't true because the table of contents is just a placement that the editors do. We don't fully understand what the table of contents and placements for them are. It's more likely that because bleach was such a like one of the biggest things that they put it towards the back to give other series a spotlight, which is more likely that edit, like editors have confirmed that. Um, there's also like in the recent video where Super Eye Patch Wolf kind of just asserts that like, oh, Bleach 
um, was dropping in sales. This decline in sales is evident that it was losing popularity when if you compare the graph to something like Haikyuu or even One Piece right now, One Piece, the biggest manga in the world, that decline just kind of happens when a, sh- when a manga is reaching its end. That's kind of what happens with everything. There's like only like a few exceptions like Kimetsu no Yaiba or even Naruto, Naruto which got like which ended before that decline could happen, which it's when those examples are way smaller than the ones where that decline is more common. A lot so that's what I mean where a lot of like I read things now almost as if it's almost like research rather than re- research now, which kind of sucks because then I'm like I'm watching a show and the only thing I'm sitting there like I'm broken now. I watch a show and I'm like, ah, oh, what is this show trying to do? What is its themes? And I'm like, oh my god, I'm broken. <laughs> He's become the critic. <laughs> the thing that he was trying to fight, <laughs> he did become. Now, it's interesting points. So I wanted to kind of shift gears here um, for, for the tail end of things um, because I've definitely asked you a litany of questions and uh, we've definitely got a lot from it. But I... We like to do something on the show, at least towards the end, with guests um, to hopefully show people the more personable side beyond Annie 2, beyond the conversation about anime, uh, look into them a little more personally. And sometimes it'll be throughout the course of like a game we play or whatever the case might be. Um, but I wanted to keep this one pretty simplistic, if you're all right, to go along with me. And for anyone watching, listening right now, I'm curious if you have any sort of fact um, or, you know, facts that you think most people don't know about you um, and things that you would like more people to maybe know about you, right? Because we've talked about your course through through YouTube here and it's still ongoing in some way, shape or form. You're even now on to editing for other uh, large anti-tubers, etc., Um, But, you know, some people listening right now might be like, okay, well, there's a lot of negative connotation that comes along with that, or they might perceive you in a black and white scenario, right, as we talked about in our examples with Naruto, with all those kind of things. So I was curious, um, what are some things about you that you think most people don't know on a more personable level um, and that you would like maybe more people to know about you? See, the reason behind that, where I'm like, sometimes I'm like, I'm not sure how to answer that. Is really just because I think at this point, the way I've kind of constructed, like, so you see my avatar, my avatar is a girl, right? Mm-hmm. You want to know, like, a lot of people, like, there's, over the years, there's been a lot of, like, like people, like, trying to figure out, like, it's some kind of big mystery. Why, what is, what the what trans? What is, what the what, like, this and that? Or, like, it, there was a period for a while, and I kind of still do this, where I say that, like, oh, the voice you're hearing in my videos is actually a voice actor. I'm actually a Japanese high schooler. And I think I debated some people into actually believing that. <laughs> so, some, um, a small sect of people actually believe that I'm, uh, that I'm my friend who is a skinny white dude. Um, some people think I'm black. And it's just kind of like, I kind of, I've kind of like made it as confusing as possible because I want to see if anybody's act. Because when I go to a, when I went, when I meet people in real life, Nobody actually believes that the person they see is me <laughs> yeah. because they have all these perceptions in my head. Re- like, really, the reason why my avatar is a girl is because funny, funny, anime girl cute, it be cute for profile picture, and my character's a girl now. And that was it. That was my thought process behind <laughs> the entire thing. Like, there was no other reasoning behind that. It's just that anime girl cute, me make my profile picture anime girl, ooga booga. Like, that's really it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah um i i get like um when when people whenever people see me in real life the only like they don't they don't actually believe it's me so like i kind of sometimes when people ask like personal things it's more so like what exactly do you want to know because i kind of just keep things confusing and vague because it's kind of funny to keep keep things confusing and vague Sure. Yeah. No, nothing, nothing like super personal. Maybe like, I don't know. I don't like chocolate or like, you know what I mean? It can be like pretty fucking oh, chocolate's simple. great, man. Chocolate's great. <laughs> All right. We're getting somewhere. Gavin, what'd you have? <laughs> no, I was going to add more like, is there anything that you do outside of YouTube that not a lot of people would know if they watch your content? Like, 
sports or say like, you know, it like any anything that you might do in your free time that is like outside the realms of like manga or anime or like video editing that somebody else might not know or do. Like, for example, I'll throw one out there. I do wood burning on the side that I have always enjoyed. And like not a lot of people would know that, you know, until I just said it right now or things like that. Like, is there anything like more niche in that aspect or not really? I actually used to be in my high school's varsity wrestling team. Um, okay. Okay. Now yeah. we're getting somewhere. Tell us about it. <laughs> so, interestingly enough, I didn't start out with wrestling. For most of my life, I did jujitsu. Right. Oh. So, um, at the school where I went to, there was nobody at my age when I was like ten. So I was always like grappling against like grown ass men who were beating my ass all the time, and like so. It was kind of, it's always, it's kind of funny where it's, cause, um, there was this one, there was this, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of wanted to tell this story. It was an interesting story. I went to a tournament one time and I'm like, kind of, um, th- they didn't have any of the kids my age in my weight class. And like, cause I'm like, when you look at me, people think I weigh like, um, like what, like 180 at most. Right. Mm. Um, right now I, w- I'm like at 210. So okay. like, so you fell out so, well, is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, I don't, cause I don't, I look smaller than I actually am. So like, um, there was nobody in my weight class, and they had me gra- uh, grapple against this guy in a tournament. Um, my my sensei didn't tell me until like the third round that the guy was a 21 year old man. <laughs> I was 15 years old, <laughs> and that the guy was just came back from one of the ju- one of the judo ass ju- judo the judo tournaments over there and he's like a black belt and i was like oh i'm like i'm a i'm a green belt <laughs> <laughs> i mean so yeah that was so like when i joined my varsity's wrestling team they like it's interesting because there was again it was another situation where there was nobody in my weight class and i was either uh, and i got stuck wrestling all the people that were like 200 pounds and up and i was like okay sure why not all right <laughs> It's humbling, dude. That's actually awesome because, um, I mean, obviously, you know, never met each other, so I wouldn't have guessed that. So that's a really cool one because I'm actually very heavy into that kind of stuff. And, I mean, um, not that, you know, I don't know where your thoughts are with it now. I know you said you did that in high school and all that kind of thing. But just in general, I find that very cool because um, I, al- I also wrestled in high school and um, and I took jiu-jitsu afterwards for a while along with other mixed martial arts. So. That's definitely that's definitely something really cool to you know to be proud of, and it's a great skill to know, and it's something that I feel a lot of people that maybe don't know you, you know, or, or would like to know more about you. Like that's a pretty cool fact about yourself, and I could definitely relate in terms of like, hey, we don't have a kid at this weight class, so like we did find this grown ass man off the side of the street, <laughs> you know, if you want to go against him, and it's like yeah, whatever. Like we drove out here. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, let's do this. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Like I, dude, you've been there before. Like, and the funny thing with those, you know, those sports in general is that, you know, for people who haven't done them before, and it's especially hilarious for people that think they're just like your average badass walking down the street. Like they're incredibly humbling, like incredibly humbling. Like I know, you know, it's like, I'm sure you've felt that before. I know like I, you know, when I started doing jujitsu for a little while, you know, and I had some, you know, I had wrestling experience and all that kind of stuff and generally pretty athletic, but like, dude, you just get mollywhopped by people that you just were not expecting to get mollywhopped by. And some people you were totally expecting to get mollywhopped by would also mollywhop you, you know, like there'd just be, you'd feel like powerless in certain situations. And you think it's like, damn, I am definitely not the biggest fish in the pond. (laughs) Like I got to check my ego here, you know? So it's, it's cool. It's humbling. And I think it, it shows character and it teaches character. And I mean, it works better on some people than others. Um, but, you know, generally speaking, when you when you meet people that have trained mixed martial arts or, you know, fighters as a profession or whatever, in my experience, most of the time, they are the most humble and down to earth people you've ever met in your life. And I feel yeah. a lot of, you know, a lot of those people, whether they fight or not or train it, and even if they did in high school, like you learn a lot of very valuable life lessons from those sports because of how tough they can be inherently. And because of the fact that it's a, it's a one V one scenario, like there's no one really to blame when you lose. And it's like, I know with wrestling, it was one of the, it's one of the hardest things. Like it would break kids all the time if they would lose. And it's like their parents are there and everyone's watching. And it's like, you know, you're playing like a football game or something like that. 
not to say they're not difficult because they are, but like, you know, there's always someone else on the team that you could be like, oh my God, our QB was just so off this day. Or like so-and-so didn't hand the ball off or like, you know, that guy was whatever. Like, but it's like in those types of sports, like jujitsu wrestling, you know, it's like, nah, I just got like choked the fuck out <laughs> in front of everyone, like in oh. front of like my parents, the girl I got a crush on, like, you know what I mean? The whole nine. And it's like, it definitely teaches you some, some adversity, you know? Even differences between the mentality of like wrestlers versus like jujitsu and like grapplers basically because like i grew up in like jujitsu and i kind of like i was never afraid of grappling someone bigger than me it was kind of because you kind of get used to it jujitsu is very much a, a martial art where even if you're at a disadvantage you can still submit someone yes i i operate like i sometimes i'll like let people take me down because i'm like i'm just gonna get you anyway go ahead have fun and then they take me down and i just like like just let them do whatever and then just flip around and choke them out mm-hmm. that's because wrestling's not like that wrestling trains people to be very much like balls out strength pushing driving driving that's what a lot of what they train so of course the bigger guys are going to have a more a bigger advantage because they have more mass they're used to being stronger when in my experience it's actually like sometimes grappling smaller guys is kind of fucking scary like my (laughs) sense it was like half my size but when he grapples you, you feel like there's a 500-pound man on you, and you feel like you're going to die. Like, that was what it was like. And that's – it's a very interesting mindset between the two. Um, it's it's actually really funny because they um, the football team kind of wanted to try wrestling for a bit. So they brought them in, and they had, us, they had them wrestling, all these people. And they had me go up against them. And I don't do well against people who I don't feel know a lot because I don't want to hurt them. So – this, this this football player was like trying to was like like kind, I was I was kind of just like letting him take me down because I was like what do I do to him am I allowed to hurt him like what do I do <laughs> and then um because I I'm not good at takedowns because I never trained that much takedown so all I okay. trained were like judo throws mm. um and my coach gave me the signal for a single leg takedown sure which yeah. I interpreted as an ipon seonagi which is a single arm throw and yes. I was like. Oh, okay. And I threw the guy over my head, slammed him on the ground, pinned <laughs> him in like five seconds. <laughs> and, Damn, you know. Poor bastard. <laughs> that's funny, man. <laughs> no, that's cool stuff. Also, like some of the wrestlers that were not ready for judo kids and were just not expecting it. Like when you actually throw someone with the judo throw and do it perfectly, it like knocks the soul out of you. So it's like, it's humiliating and oh, leave your body, right? It's <laughs> yeah, like, it's terrible. When you hit the ground, you feel this impact and then you feel like this weight come off. You're like, oh. There it goes into the afterlife. <laughs> For sure. I'm dead man. Yeah, I am dead. I've left this world. I have died. <laughs> no, that's awesome stuff, man. Thank you for sharing that because I think that that's that's something that's really cool. And I mean, I could talk about that crap for hours. So that's a that's a cool thing, man. Thank you for that. But um, listen, we took we took a lot of your time here. I again, I really want to thank you for taking the time to come on the show. I think we had a fun conversation. I hope you enjoyed yourself as much as we enjoyed having you. And uh, I hope all the people out there that are watching or listening were able to get some sort of entertainment or value or learn something from this conversation. Um, But before we sign off, uh, where can people find you besides YouTube if you are on the map anywhere else or you have any other future projects or endeavors coming up that you'd like people to know about? You want me to plug like a motherfucker right now? Oh, yeah, go ahead. All right, all right. So um, aside from my main channel, I am... I also have a podcast called The Weeaboo Club with YouTubers Craftsdorf, Vindy, and Nmanji. We talk, we have two different shows. We we have three different shows we do on there, actually. The first one is a, is a seasonal discussion we do every week as episodes come out for the season. Right now, we're talking about Jujutsu Kaisen, Kuma 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 Bear, um, Dai's, um, Dragon Quest Dai's Adventure, and Love Life, Love Life Nijigasaki School, um, School Idol Dokokai, or Love Life Nijigaku. We're talking about all four of those. On top of that, we have another series where we have like a a biweekly thing where we discuss like a backlog show. We just uploaded an episode where we talk about Bloom Into You, the manga, and then next, I think either next week or the week after, we're talk we have a vid- we have our episode where we talk about Soul Eater, not the manga. And there's another show we do, which I guess uh, this is kind of back back to like the thing where we talked about like the this, like the discourse kind of thing. We have this series called EWB Weeb Critique, where we take a look at videos in AnyTube and kind of just break down why they don't work. Like, have you seen that Mother's Basement video on skipping JoJo parts? Yes. 
Yes. Yeah. Uh, we, yeah. <laughs> Isaiah said yes, and then I was like, I don't think Aaron is. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Go yeah. ahead. Yeah. No. They um. We um. We do like two of our members at a time, not to like so it's not like it takes forever, but like they break down like we they break down like all the arguments and stuff like that. Mm. So if some if the if you seen like EFAP, it's kind of like that, but um we try oh, to no. cut it down as much as we can. Oh, uh, okay, got it. Yeah. Yeah. Other than, cool. yeah, it's you know, <laughs> um we've had some, we've had some positive reception from some people like two YouTubers like two of the YouTubers we talked about ended up commenting on the video saying saying that yeah. This help really helped me. Thanks for like making this, and then and then they're like you know, uh, some people don't take it too well <laughs> at all. You, we'd be honored for you to just rip our channel apart. <laughs> just kidding. Well, I'm actually, I'm actually He's planning like, on I actually had a video in the tank um, already. I actually have a video. I came onto this podcast because you know I saw some of your content. It was shit, and I wanted to <laughs> rip it to shreds. No, no, yeah, no, but yeah, no. We haven't uploaded in a while because it's just it takes a lot out of you to sit there and watch this video. And you ha we have to be like really invested in whatever the hell it is they're talking about to like actually like be bothered enough to do it. Like it's fair enough. It, it's soul crushing. But other than that, like um I do stream on Twitch. Uh twitch.tv slash what the what is where I'm usually at. And you can follow me on Twitter at WTW anime, what the what anime. Um most of my tweets are either just insane ramblings or like me making fun of my comments because that's the only way i can like and let out any steam because <laughs> replying to them just doesn't do anything it just wastes my time <laughs> fair enough there you heard you heard it here first folks all right so definitely make sure to go check out what the what on all of the platforms that he has just described to you make sure again if you guys enjoyed the content today if you enjoyed the conversation make sure you guys are liking this video subscribing to the channel hitting that notification bell sharing with your friends and commenting your thoughts down below what did you think of our conversation do you agree do you disagree with the points did you learn something from it were you entertained and uh, what do you think about What the What? Are you going to go check them out now? You definitely should. But anyway, until next time, folks, thank you so much for watching. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you again to What the What for taking the time. And we will catch you all on the flip. Peace, peace. 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 Bye. Screaming out Bankai. We just some ghouls though. Who likes seeing parts fly?